We're going to check in once again on some former Ducks still in the playoffs in this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. Personal Twitter's at StimpyJD. You can follow me on there. Uh, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. Ad-free on Amazon and also on YouTube, so check us out there. Uh, we're also on SiriusXM, so check us out there. All right, so I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is not 100%. Um, I had the honor of announcing the 13th longest game in American Hockey League history. This is take four of this, and I've decided, you know what, screw it. Like I was going to make this a one-take but my voice is probably going to give out at some point. So I'm going to just record, have some tea, rest up, because it could be another long game. Oh, God, three overtimes. I've, I've never called a triple overtime game. Everybody was just sore after that one. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about former Ducks that are still vying for Lord Stanley's Cup. And we're going to begin... In the West Coast, why are we beginning with the West Coast on this one? Because I think these were the more intriguing series, particularly the one between Dallas and Seattle. And I'm not just saying that because I work for the Kraken Affiliates, but I'm honestly saying that because that was a fun series to watch. That one had a lot of back and forth. And honestly, we saw some former Ducks kind of thriving in this series, didn't we? We saw, well, first off, we saw Yanni Hockenpah do his thing again, which, you know, credit to Dallas for picking him up. You know, their, I mean, the Ducks' loss is their gain. And he looked good in this series. I thought this was a battle for the most part. You know, that game one, close win by Seattle going to overtime. That was a fun game to watch. Game two, Dallas won it, but, you know, whatever. Game three... When Seattle kicked the crap out of Dallas 7-2 at Seattle, I thought to myself, oh, that that's a big margin. Seattle has all the momentum. They look really good. They might pull this off. And then Dallas came back and won the next two, 6-3-5-2. So now we're back. Dallas up 3-2. Seattle has a chance to at least extend the series, and they did that. A very fun 6-3 game on that Saturday. That, I mean, those Seattle fans are something else. Can, can we talk about the Seattle fans for a second here? Because they have been amazing throughout. This is only their second season, and they are already embracing the team. They're already getting their chance down. You hear Nirvana. You hear, you know, let's go Kraken during that goal song. And they also have a new PA announcer, who's a nice guy, by the way. 
So, you know, just a lot of really cool stuff happening in Seattle. And this is a Ducks podcast, so I won't talk about that too much. But, you know, we got to mention, I mentioned Hawkenpaw already, which, you know, is a big addition to Dallas and why I think they're going to do well moving forward. But also on the Seattle side, I mean, obviously Ty Cartier, who's going to go back to the Firebirds, three goals this playoffs for a rookie, not just a rookie, an undrafted rookie. He might make the crack in next season. You got to be impressed with him. Also got to be impressed with, you know, Jared McCann. He's looked good. Oliver Bjorkstrand is another player that I really like on this Seattle team. He's fun to watch. But Dallas, they have a little bit better pedigree. They have a little bit more experience. And frankly, they have the better goalie. And Jake Ottinger. No offense to Grubauer. Grubauer is a great goaltender. But Jake Ottinger, when he's on, he is on. Dallas took all seven games. And I got to tip my cap to Seattle. Like, they gave Dallas everything they had. They took them to the brink. The absolute brink. So, Kraken fans... Hold your head high. You gave them a run for their money. Kraken fans should be nothing but proud of their team on this playoff run. And frankly, they they kind of deserve it. They do deserve it. The other series. <laughs> oh, God. Well, first off, I didn't mention that game one where Seattle won. Joe Pavelski, four goals. In a loss. Why am I bringing that up? Because the same thing happened to the Vegas Golden Knights. In game one of their series. Like hockey is literally the stupidest sport. And I love it. I absolutely love this stupid sport. And everything that goes along with it. Because you had four goals in a loss in Dallas. You had four goals in a loss for Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl. Scored four goals for the Edmonton Oilers. They lost 6-4 to four in Vegas. That, that game was just all kinds of stupid. Mike Amadio scored. Barbashev scored twice, by the way. Jack Eichel getting the power play goal at the end. Like, like what was happening on this game? I still don't know. And that was kind of the whole chaos of that series. Because you had fights happening after the whistle. You had Evander Kane doing Evander Kane things again. Ultimately, Vegas won this series in six. And Edmonton has a lot more questions than answers. Can Connor McDavid actually lead them to the promised land? I don't think so. And Vegas. I mean, you got a couple of former Ducks that are doing things. William Carlson... Looking fine. Where did this version of Shea Theodore come from? I mean, we know he's good. We know he was solid with the Ducks. But he's looked good in this playoffs for the Vegas Golden Knights. Even though he missed a game, I think Shea Theodore has been one of the more important defensemen 
for the Golden Knights in this particular playoff run. Got to give credit where credit's due. Just have to. All right, we are going to head into the first intermission. Talk about the East Coast. Stay locked in. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Game Time. That's right, the Game Time app is so, you know, it's organized. And you get cheap tickets at the last minute. You know, you don't have to, like, plan for stuff. You can just go last minute. Look, oh, look, oh, there's the Angels. Six bucks. Yeah, I'll take that. So that's where I've used game time in the past. I've looked at Laker tickets a little bit much and also have to work. But you could use your discount for Laker tickets as well. They're still in the playoffs. Or the Angels. They're fun too. And a little pro tip. Get last minute tickets when Shohei Otani's pitching. And you'll get an excellent deal there. So don't plan in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the hour of the event. It's that easy. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. As I'm trying to navigate through this episode, voice, you know, it's, it's not going, but yeah, it's a little bit rough right now. So let's talk about the East Coast games. Those series didn't have as much fun in store, especially that Florida-Toronto series. I expected that one to go seven games. I expected the Maple Leafs to come out on top. They let me down. Florida. The Florida Panthers. They defeated the Boston Bruins. And then they defeated the Maple Leafs. Toronto fans going absolutely BS crazy once again. For those of you that are just sick and love seeing Steve Dangle suffer. That was Christmas for y'all. Yeah, Toronto lost that game five in overtime. They lost game three in overtime as well. In fact, they were all close games. Toronto was in each and every one of those games. And they just choked it away at the end. Two overtime losses has got to be gutting for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto could have easily easily won both of those games that they eventually lost in overtime. It could have been 3-2 heading to Florida. In fact, that's how it could have wound up in the game seven. Toronto wins both in overtime. They win game four. Florida gets game six, and then Toronto in game seven. Anything can happen there. But this is a huge letdown for the Toronto Maple Leafs with a ton of question marks heading into the offseason. What is their front office going to look like? What is their lineup going to look like? They're not going to be able to keep everyone. They just do not have the money. And with the teams that are in the in the conference finals, the salary cap is not going to go up nearly as much. And that kind of sucks for those teams that need the cap space. 
but you know, escrow, revenue sharing, etc. So Florida beat Toronto. And then there was another butt kicking. This one I was happy about. Carolina destroying New Jersey. Except for one game. There was one game there where New Jersey just beat up on Carolina 8-4. to But that was also a desperation game. Because Carolina took the first two 5-1, 6-1. And then I don't know what happened in that game three. Like, I don't know, you know, who pissed in their cornflakes. Maybe someone was up in their hotel room and kept them up all night. Whatever it was that happened, it was not good. And it was really not good for our boy, Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson did not look good on this game. And yet he did not. You ready for this? He didn't get tagged with a loss because he only gave up a certain amount of goals. Like he got a short leash and got pulled very quickly. And then Pyotr Kochekov came in the game. And he allowed a bunch of goals. So Kochekov got tagged with the loss in this game. It was 8-4. New Jersey saw a bunch of scoring from Jack Hughes. And oh, by the way, guess who else is in the lineup? Luke Hughes. Yeah, there was the Hughes and Hughes connection. Hughes two apples, Hughes two goals. And what do we find there? We found that the Hughes brothers are going to be good for years to come. So New Jersey's not going to go away. They're just not. But man, it felt good to see Carolina advance in this one in five games. The only exciting game was that game five and that was it. And luckily I happened to be home for that one. Well, sort of home. Yeah. Overtime winner for Carolina in game five. Crowd goes nuts. Every other game was a blowout. 5-1, 6-1, 8-4, 6-1. Ugh. So much for my exciting hockey games, except for game five. So now we have a final four of Sunbelt teams. Yeah. I, I know how fans really feel about that. Uh, before I get on that little mini rant, I'm just going to give my predictions really quick. In the West, we have the Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is without Loren Brossois. He is still out. So Vegas is going with a goalie tandem of Aiden Hill and the shell of Jonathan Quick. Aiden Hill, I announced his name earlier this season when he was down in the A. I I don't see him. Like, he's not a number one goalie in the NHL. He's just not. I'm going to be honest. Aiden Hill's a fine goalie. I think he's a backup goalie in the NHL, but not a number one. Jonathan Quick. His best days are behind him. Ducks fans know this. We've seen Jonathan Quick get shelled by the Ducks in recent memory. He's not the same. Jake Ottinger has been on God level at times. I think this is a case where goaltending is going to win out. So I have got the Dallas Stars in six games on this series. Ottinger is going to be probably the main difference in that particular series. So yeah, Dallas and six. Other side, Carolina and Florida. 
I think I think this is where the Florida Panthers turn into a pumpkin, basically. The Cinderella story is going to end here. Carolina is too good. They were the division champions for a reason. For a very good reason. Carolina strangely has quite a bit of depth on their team. Freddie Anderson, former Duck, obviously looks really good. Florida has a couple of former Ducks. You know, Josh Mahura, he's looked good this playoff. But you know who's looked really good this playoff? And who's leading the team in goals right now for the Florida Panthers? You ready for this? It's Brandon Montour. Brandon Montour is leading the Panthers in goals for this playoff. What? Brandon Montour? Yes, that Brandon Montour, if you can believe that. I'm going to give Carolina the edge on this one as well. Carolina, actually Carolina in five games on that one. Florida has some weapons, but not enough weapons to take out that team. So we have a final four. Carolina, Florida, Vegas, and Dallas. Sun Belt teams in the playoffs. And I will talk more about that on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And I'm just going to go completely off script here and just talk about how Built Bar kind of saved me yesterday because we had a triple overtime game. The game ended at about midnight last night. I got to the arena stupid early, had my dinner. I had my dinner at about 5.30. And then all the time passes. I'm saying all the ad reads. And I needed a snack. And luckily, I keep a built Bar in my bag for every game. And I had the foresight to do this just in case a game goes long, goes into double overtime. So what do I do in last night's game? crack open a built bar and it gave me just the boost that I needed to get through the rest of that game and be able to yell Firebird's goal at the very end of that triple overtime game. It gave me the energy. Maple Donut built puff for the win. So if you want that extra boost of energy, if you want to try it for yourself, head over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on NHL to get 15% off your next order or pick one up at your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this is where I segue into talking about desert hockey. So we have four teams. I mentioned that the escrow is not going to help having Carolina and Florida and Vegas and Dallas. Look, they're going to get sellout crowds for every game. But I think the argument that I've seen on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else is that Florida playoff tickets go for a couple hundred bucks, not as expensive as, say, Toronto. If Toronto had made the conference final, you would see tickets upwards of a thousand Canadian. Even close to like like to get in, it would be honestly probably twelve to thirteen hundred Canadian, a thousand American. Because these are two good teams. If it was like some crappy team, whatever, 
Carolina's a solid team. They're a very good team. Out of those four, they're the most recent team to win the Stanley Cup all the way back to 2006. Vegas has never won it. Dallas, it was a long time ago. Back in like 99-2000 era. Oh, and the Florida Panthers. They've never won the Stanley Cup. The closest they got was 1996 against the Colorado Avs. That's the closest they've been. Traditionalists are going to say, Oh, all these teams in the desert. This sucks. They're not going to... No, you know what? Shut up. Shut the hell up. These teams are deserving to be where they're at. These four teams deserve to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This Final Four is deserving to get their names etched on Lord Stanley's Cup. Dallas, hey, Dallas first in their division. They're very good. Carolina, first in their division. Also very good. Vegas, do I need to keep going? Because guess what? Vegas was also right there. So, you you see where I'm going here, right? Vegas, one seed. Dallas, I take that back. Dallas did not win the division. Dallas was behind by a point. So, already a correction on myself. Dallas was second. Carolina first. Florida. That's the wild card right there. That's the one that got to me a little bit. Yeah, I know, right? And they're in it. They deserve it. The good thing about having all four of those teams in the conference final is that I sincerely think this is a good way to grow the game. Fans in Florida are going to gravitate towards this team and you're going to see a lot more younger hockey fans in Florida. We haven't seen this for this generation of hockey fans in Florida. They haven't been this close in 27 years. So now you have a bunch of young kids in South Florida that are like, oh, we, we want to follow the scene. We want to try hockey. Carolina, they haven't been to the cup final in a long time themselves. So now you have a new generation of Carolina fans. That's helping grow the game in those markets. Other side, Vegas. The game is growing very fast over in Vegas. And you're going to have all these young fans. And then Dallas. Dallas has not made the cup final in a long time. And you have this generation of fans. So to say that, oh, it's not growing the game. No, BS. This is absolutely growing the game. And it is growing the game in places that we did not think was possible, you know, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you know, there was no Ducks. You know, when I was a kid, the only hockey team around here was the Los Angeles Kings and I was a Kings fan. I mean, I'll 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 always admit that like that is like my first team because that's what I grew up with because there was no Ducks. And I've said this time and time again. When the Ducks came onto the scene, whew, first off those jerseys. Mm, how can you not love those jerseys? Seriously. Those are some of the best jerseys ever. And as a kid, you love them. And imagine being a kid in Florida. Or, you know, back in the day. 
Carolina, Florida, Texas, Dallas. We didn't have that. And now there's a chance to grow the game in these markets. And this is nothing but good. And these small and these like Sunbelt teams deserve at least a chance. Which segues into like something that I'm going to talk about at length later this week. The Arizona Coyotes. I know I've talked crap about them in the past, but it sucks that they might lose their team very soon at that. That election did not go well for them. In case you didn't hear, uh, the city of Tempe rejected a referendum to fund a new stadium in Tempe. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Misinformation won on that one. And my final point that I want to make as far as, you know, those kind of markets. I'm employed by the Coachella Valley Firebirds. A sun-built market. A desert-dwelling team. I know it's only the first season. But we have had massive amounts of fans for these playoff games. We've had a huge amount of fans for almost every game. The Firebirds have one of the best home ice advantages probably in the entire American Hockey League. And I think this is where Arizona suffers a lot is they have not had any success. The Firebirds, they're a special team. And they're bringing a community into hockey and bringing a community together. Next season, the junior Firebirds are going to start playing at the ice at the um Isoplex right next door to Acushur Arena. Sorry, the Iceplex. That's going to be a lot of young kids that are going to get the opportunity that they wouldn't have had years ago. And it's great. So I I am all for those non-traditional markets getting hockey teams. It, it is selfish because I work for one, but that's how you really grow the game. I have talked to several kids at Coachella Valley that are excited. They're ecstatic to start playing for the Junior Firebirds next season. And I cannot wait. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. If you follow my personal Twitter... You you saw that. I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm really tired. Personal, personal Twitter, SimpyJD. Show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I'm going to drink some tea and say thank you for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together.